1: You know, we have talked several times here on Seek Reality about the re- rapidity with which the veil between worlds is thinning. And this is nothing we're doing, but rather we were told decades ago by people who are not really dead at all that the consciousness vibrations of humankind have sunk in the 20th century so deep into negativity that we can no longer really fix it on our own, so we need really expert help. Therefore, beings at the highest level have told us they were planning a progressive thinning of the veil, and that's what they call it, the veil between worlds, just enough so they can assist us with the process of raising the earth's consciousness vibrations. I'm not especially psychic, and frankly, I haven't been paying much attention. I've hardly thought about this in many years, but Suddenly, within just the past few years, I've been hearing more and more about the very much enriched everyday communications that people are having with their transitioned loved ones. Believe it or not, and I've said this before, some widows are even getting nighttime visits from their deceased husbands in order to continue their sex lives. I didn't believe that the first time I heard it, but I've heard it enough now that I'm starting to believe it, which I think that's kind of amazing. Our guest today is Ward E. Barkerford Jr. Ward's wife of 33 years was Suzette Shockley, who physically left him in 2016. Then to his astonishment, his soul soon, soon began to communicate with him in amazing ways. His new book is called Conversations from Heaven, Advice and Guidance for My Beloved Wife. It was recommended to me by a dear friend of mine who also was a friend of his and we're both grateful to her for making this connection. My dear friends, we are entering an amazing new phase of Earth life now, right now, in our own lifetimes. This unprecedented experience in all of human history is making it possible for us to know during our waking lives that we really are eternal beings. For thousands of years, people have been born and struggled through their lives here, and then they've died. And they've been amazed to find that they actually weren't dead after all, but they had just returned to their real lives From now on, more and more people are going to live on Earth already knowing for certain that all of this is just a bad day in school and joy is going to come in the morning. Ward and Sue are among the first beneficiaries of this thinning of the veil. They are ambassadors now to all of us. Ward, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us today.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Very, very glad to be here.
1: Your story is such a beautiful one. I have to tell you all parenthetically why I think this is such an important book. I spent, as you know, decades of studying, especially what we have learned in the early part of the 20th century, several hundred communications with the dead through deep trance mediums and also some channeled work and putting it together. And it was all consistent and it was all in depth and it all made sense. And ever since then, I've been getting bits of more information. And one of the things that sometimes has happened, not nearly often enough, is that I have read something and known, because of all the things that they were saying, known that this was real, that this was a real communication. And I had that pleasure this past week when I read this book. These are genuine communications from someone who is on the third level, which is the level that we typically enter at and who knows things which that she could not have known in any kind of depth if she hadn't done all my research, or if she weren't actually there. So this is a significant and important book, and the work that they are doing together, Sue and Ward, is, I think, a blessing to all of us. So that's why I'm excited about this. But first, Ward, let's hear a little more about Sue. What was she like in life? What happened?
0: Well, just to start over, just to begin with, what happened is that I, I had gone to church most of my life, uh, actually the Presbyterian church. And, uh, and even though, you know, we talked about Easter, we talked about, uh, Christmas and and the resurrection of Jesus, but I, I really never, it really never hit home, uh, that there might be some kind of life after death. that so Once we died, uh, that, that was all there was to it. It just, just, uh, that was down the end of, end of our life completely. And, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, Recorded, there was there was an associate associate minister at this one Presbyterian church who was diagnosed with the, with a liver cancer and that he was going to be uh, dead within six months. And even though he had talked and preached for years about he for years about the fact that there was uh, you know, Jesus that was crucified and and arose and and talked about Easter and, and talked about about uh, Christmas. He he, I don't believe he believed in himself on a personal basis. Yeah. Because I was over there. I was over there one day. And right. And he wasn't preaching, but he was sitting out in the lobby. And, and I, I I walked up and said, Hi, how are you doing? He said, Well, not very well. The doctor, doctor, tells me that I'm going to be dead within six months because of my liver liver cancer. And of course I commiserated with him and I said, Well, you know, John, there really is not any any death. Let, let me right. tell you what happened to me. So I went ahead to Roberta and and told him the story that I'm about to tell you about that there was no death, that there once, once our body dies on earth, that our 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 personality, our, our consciousness, who we are, moves on to a to a new level, a new realm that we call heaven. So I explained the whole thing to him, and and all of a sudden it dawned on him, this associate minister, that maybe there was life after death in all these years. It was just unbelievable to me that he had uh, preached all this, and yet I don't think he personally believed in himself.
1: Many don't. You're absolutely right. So how did it work out for him? Do it, was he happier then as he approached his death?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, we, <laughs> we We left. I left, and he uh, he was he was he was very enlightened. He said, "Well, you know, maybe maybe when I die, I I'll go to heaven." I said, "Well, you, you're going to go to heaven. Believe me." And now there no of the end of
1: the conversation. about it. Yes, yes, that's
0: wonderful. Yeah. Oh, but that's but, but so so, so Roberto, what I'm what I'm coming coming to is the fact that uh, even an associate minister in a uh, in in a, in, a, in a church like that did not personally realize that there was life after death. So that's kind of where I was coming from when Sue passed away. I uh, I was just devastated with grief. I just thought it, it, it just absolutely devastated. Uh, yeah. She died in the hospital in the ICU. And uh, what really what happened is that she had a brain tumor operation six months earlier. And, uh, and the operation was pretty successful, except because of the size of the brain tumor, There was a nerve that was that was cut in her uh, in her brain, and and so she was not able to uh, to swallow. So she had to have another operation very quickly to have a tube inserted into her stomach, so she could go ahead and uh, and 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 swallow and and drink water and and have. So sorry. I actually I actually had the had the water and food reporter inserted through the tube in her stomach, and so that's kind of where we were with it. So she was that, she was that way for six months and of course they didn't care. And, uh, and I, I had learned how to feed her and I had to feed her two or three times a day, uh, and help her in the bathroom at night. And she was getting along pretty well and we thought she was getting along okay. And then one night in the middle of the night in February, she awakened and she called to me and I, I it sounded like something was wrong. So I went over there and I, and I could see that she, she was not herself. She was, a could barely talk. She uh, was really not, not there mentally. So I called 911 right away. and They uh, came over in the middle of the, of the worst stuff tour we had that year and took her over to the uh, emergency room. And then I followed in my car and at the emergency room, the nurse, Sue all of a sudden started coming back and the nurse said, well, we need to keep her overnight just to make sure she's going to be all right. So I thought, but fine, you know. So I went home, got some sleep, and the next morning I went back over to the hospital and, and I was amazed because she was in ICU. I said, well, why is she in ICU? I thought she was just going to be in a, a regular hospital bed. And they said, no, she developed some blood clots in her heart overnight, and so we've got to keep her in the ICU. But we oh, think within God. two or three days, within two or three, yeah, within two or three days, she'll be all right, she'll be able to come home. So I went home uh, very, very quickly, I'll tell you this. I went home and got some more sleep. And then as I was getting ready to go back to the hospital, the, uh, the chaplain called and said, you better come over. Her heart stopped and uh, we got started again through recitation, resuscitation. So immediately I went over there and then, as I got into the hospital, the, uh, there was several doctors and several nurses in the hospital room resuscitating her. And after a few minutes, the doctor came and I said, I'm sorry, we lost her. And, and what do you mean we lost her? She, she, she's no longer on the earth. She died. She, uh, We oh, just lost man. her. Of course, he, yeah, absolutely grief. But my beautiful, lovely wife of 33 years was gone. And the nurse, the, the primary nurse there at the hospital put her arms around me and just started bawling, just started crying. And you know, oh. I was crying and I thought, well, this 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 is this, this is the end of end of end of my lovely beautiful wife. So that's kind of how this started.
1: Yeah, and and what what um, what seems to have happened though is that she was giving you signs right away, and then she started to speak in your mind. Had that ever happened with you before? Had you had have you ever heard voices in your mind before?
0: No, no, not at all, not at all, I ended up... So, so kind of like to kind of follow on what happened is I went home that night after the, uh, after leaving her in the, uh, well, one, one, one thing, one thing, one thing I, she had, they had put a little, uh, little tube in her mouth for, to help her with oxygen while she was alive. And so I went in and, and, and kissed her on the forehead and, 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 and asked the nurse, did you take the tube out of her, out of her mouth? And, the nurse said, "Well, we can't take it out until the coroner arrives." And boy, I heard the word coroner, and I just flinched. I thought, oh, well, she's gone. She's gone forever. Yeah. So, 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 so reported R- R- that night, I went home and in the dark and dreary house, and opened the door and saw the clothes that she had on before she went to the hospital, and thought, "My lovely wife will never be coming back to this home again. Uh, I She's gone." And she'll never be coming again. And of course, I was just completely, completely devastated, as you can imagine, oh. with grief. Completely devastated.
1: So, so, wait, wait, tell me about these the, that you began to hear her voice um, in your mind. You, this had never happened before, but you knew it was her no, no, voice.
0: No, no. Well, wait, well, what, yeah, what happened, Roberta? As I have a, I have a home office in, in the house, and. Uh, And the next morning, I was sitting in the home office, and all of a sudden, um, I heard this voice coming through my mind, and it was—it was not my voice. It was a a voice that that sounded like Sue. Sue is very, very intelligent, uh, had a a very high vocabulary, and and all all, and always always spoke in sentences, in in complete sentences. So, all of a sudden, in my mind now, through—I now know it's called telepathy—in my mind. I heard this voice say, Ward, I want you to know I'm not dead, that I am alive in a different Uh-oh. realm, and I will prove it to you by showing you some signs maybe sooner than later. And and that was, that was the, the subtotal of that conversation.
1: Wow, I love it. I wish everyone could have that experience. So oh, well, when, when, when did you I realize she was alive, though? When did it Right away, okay, she's alive, or did it take you a while to, to believe it was real?
0: Well, she said she was gonna send me a sign sooner or later. So that evening I was doing some bookwork in our dining room, we have a very, very large dining room in the in the uh, the vaulted ceiling in the dining room has five floodlights at the very top of the vaulted ceiling. And I was sitting there at the dining room table doing some bookwork and all of a sudden those lights started flashing on and off. Just bang, 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 just back and forth <laughs> like an ambulance, like an ambulance or, or a police car, emergency lights. Uh, what was going on? I've, these lights had never flashed like that before in the okay. 60 years we lived there. So I, I didn't know what was going on. So I did turn off the lights and went to bed. It was late. And the next morning, I'm sitting in my, my home office again, and Sue came through my mind. She said, Lord, I flash the lights to
1: show you, and I sign that I'm not dead; that I'm still alive. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, that is so great. the The thing about the book that is that really blew me away is that she knows about all of these things. She really does that she couldn't know from even you know even as you know from even considerable study and she she's oh, yeah. this is, this is, this is a, a person who is living in the third level of the afterlife. now, for people who haven 't done much study they we talk about seven levels, and actually there are infinite levels, but there's call them groupings sub levels uh, of uh, seven, and each one has infinite sort of uh, gradations of vibration in between um, but this the third level is where most of us enter nearly all of us do even if we are going to go higher uh it's sort of a uh and r level maybe, maybe for people who have been in the afterlife and she so that's where she is now i'd say because i've read some of the, the accounts from other people on the third level even on the, or the fourth level they don't know what's above them but because they're dead they try to put up sort of a facade and they will talk about Things that they say are above them, and it is absolute hogwash. People who actually know and have been in communication with people who are dead know that they don't know what they're talking about, which is why I recommend against reading books like this from people on the third level. But Sue is very, as you say, she's extremely smart, but she's also extremely honest. She says, I don't know this, I don't know that, but this is what's around me. So what she has done is really very, very valuable. Mikey Morgan, who is upper part of the sixth level, he can tell you all the stuff in between. But Sue so doesn't try? What she wants to do is help you know what it's going to be like for your loved ones if they go ahead of you or for you when you actually get there. And I think it's beautiful. I'm going to read a part passage from it at some point here just so you can, can get the sense a person who is actually there is giving us this information. It, to me, it blows my mind. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Well, no, I'm just going to say, yeah. Uh, what, what
0: happened is that um, in our communications, again, like I say, through telepathy in my mind, in her communications, see, she she, uh, she wanted me to ask her a question. She she didn't really volunteer very much. Once in a while, she'll volunteer something, but but primarily, she wanted me to ask. Ask her questions, and then she would answer my questions. And, and so when I, I asked her certain questions about certain things that I really wanted to know about that I didn't know about, she uh, she answered in um, in in complete complete uh, terms of uh, um, terms and in, 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 in conversations that I had in my in my wildest dreams I had never ever thought about. There's a lot a lot of different subjects that that, that I asked her about that she talked about. They're, they're of course, all, all written up in the book, books, you know.
1: It, it's really quite, yes. Now, w- what you did was you did a series of notebooks, right? And then you, you shared them with friends, uh-huh. and they shared them around. Tell that story.
0: Well, well what happened is uh, is, is uh, I started writing down uh, verbatim uh, what she told me into a notebook. And then after, after I, uh, the, the next day or the next evening, what I would do, I would go ahead and type that into the computer. And then the way the 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 books, actually, uh, Roberta, there's, there's three books. And I have one idea. I put the, uh, all three books together. Uh, People wanted to have all three books into a, into a, uh, into a single book. So I do have a a single book that was just published. And it's a uh, compilation of, uh, of all books It's called secrets, secrets of, of, of life after death, secrets of life after death. So that, that that book encompasses all three books for your information. Now to, to continue on, yeah, you know, what I did is I uh, and she would I, I, I would go ahead and write these down in uh, in, in distinct sentences into a notebook and and uh, and the way the way coming back to the book, the way the book is written is I is, uh, I've asked her questions and that's in, uh, in parentheses, in and then and then, then, then she's answered to me, and every word that's in the, of her answer in the books, nothing was edited. Everything is completely, just exactly the way she talked to me and told me about it. So there wasn't a single edit of any of her words in the book at all.
1: Well, I, I mean, I could tell that because this is stuff you don't know, and yet it really – flows beautifully let me read this because I, I want to give everyone the flavor of what it's like to be newly arrived when did she die exactly what what was the date
0: it was uh, it was uh, a the uh, about the 12th of February in uh, in uh, 20 2016. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 2016.
1: So she's been there for a few years, but she started telling you all of this pretty much within a few months, right? Pretty quickly.
0: Well, yes and no. Uh, The reason, the reason there's, there were three books put into a fourth book is, is, is uh, every, every, every day or every other day or every week, whenever I would tune into her, which I did have to kind of, kind of stop and tune in. uh, She kept coming through with new items, new, new communications, for, for the the whole the three the whole three years, and that's why there's so so many so many different different books. Each book is kind of built upon the other
1: book. Yeah, well, it's it, you you put it together quite well. I mean, all kinds of things she talks about. Are there aliens, and you know what uh, what are they like? Um, what're cavemen just like us or not, um on and on reincarnation, what the universe is actually like, what people do there for fun um he she she in very, very short passages, she gives us a lot of information for people who who you know maybe you're going to, about to make the trip. you need to know as much as possible. My books are written are short for the same reason, but this is a first person account i can 't get over that all right, everyone, listen to this, please. <laughs> Sue says.
0: Well, uh, reporter, the thing about it, the thing the thing about it is a lot of people will uh, talk to their, uh, their their relatives that have moved on into into, into heaven. They talk to them through through uh, what they call a medium, For medium a, third, right. a third person, yeah, medium. And and the interesting thing about this, all this happened, and all these conversations have happened. Without, without a meeting at all, there's no third party involved. It's strictly between Sue and, and me. Uh, and, and by that I mean it's strictly Sue talking to me. Uh, as a reason, the reason she started all this is because she realized how much grief and how much devastation I had. And, and I was just completely overcome by the grief. So she wanted to let me know that, I, that she was, she was not dead to help me with my grief. And, and she also said we're we're, to write a, we're we're supposed to write a book to help other people with their grief. So the, the whole point of all this is to is to show people that there there is no such thing as death as death on earth that there's a a new life after our body our body dies.
1: But you didn't know any of this, right? You really you hadn't studied the afterlife. You didn't know any of the fine details of what it's like there, right?
0: I right, uh, didn't know anything about it. In fact, once, once the lights started flashing, and by the way, uh, that, that happened two nights in a row, the flashing lights in the dining room, two nights in a row. And I thought, I thought, you know, I, I knew something was happening. I knew Sue was trying to talk to me. But what I had to do, Roberta, I had to start looking and researching. And, and the books that I read, and a couple of these books were actually copies of books that were written a 100 years ago. Everything that Sue has told me has been validated by all this outside research. So there's yes. nothing that she told me that has not been validated. One thing I do want to mention, there's a, there a professor at the University of California uh, in Bakersfield who I happened to be able to meet uh, at, at a convention uh, a couple of years ago. And by that time, we had two, two books. The first two books were published. And he gave a little talk on life after death at this convention, and then he was kind enough to sit down with me for a a one-on-one for about an hour, and we went over both these books that had just been published, and he looked at it, he looked at at the books completely. He said, you know, there's nothing in these two books from your wife, Sue, that I don't understand. There's nothing in, in, and so basically what he did, he validated everything Sue told me, and this was from another outside source.
1: Yeah, um, I have read both of the books you cite, and um, she goes farther. I know that none of this is copied from those books because I've read both of them several times. The person you talked about discussing this with is Dr. Stafford Betty, who is a very prominent expert. You didn't get this from him either. That's what I'm trying to stress, the fact that you didn't get this from anyone except Sue. Sue knows what she's talking about. All right, now I'm going to read this. She says, my house sits just outside the area of all my classrooms and close to the halls of learning. In fact, I can walk to them from here. I'm located in an area with other houses around me. It is a very pleasant area. I can look out on a beautiful, serene lake and see people fishing there. The water is cobalt blue and very sparkly. There are folks boating in canoes just wowing away their time. Although, of course, time is a misleading word here since there is no time. All is serene. My house also sits in a large, beautiful green grass field. My flowers in my flower bed are of a beautiful glow of colors, large blooms smiling in the sunlight. Of course, our sunlight is not from the sun. I use that so you can imagine my beautiful yard. The sky is a gorgeous blue like your Colorado skies, but we do not have any clouds since the weather here is always perfect. It is not boring since there is much to do, as I mentioned in, with all my varied interests. Now, everything she says there is not only true, but is true in odd ways. For example, the the, the, the fact that there is indirect Light that light is actually love, believe it or not. It shows up as, as light there. And the fact that there are oh wait she in a minute she's gonna talk about the mountains. This blew me away. Okay, think of what you have heard and seen in pictures of the rolling hills and green fields of the state of Kentucky. Imagine my house with our little village set among green fields in a lovely summertime. Our sunlight is a glorious color of gold and light yellow. Bright but easy on the eyes. That's a very important point because that light does not, you don't have to, it doesn't make your eyes squint. It's very much brighter than sunlight, but we don't, but it doesn't affect our eyes. She says, in the distance are mountains with what appears to be snow-capped peaks like your beautiful Rocky Mountains. She could not have known that if she wasn't there. That is a fact. We, we hear it repeatedly. That's the North American Summerland. And um, it blows me away. She mentions the mountains. The snow appearance is deceptive, as our weather is always lovely. The snow appearance is really a blue-white light you may see on Earth in the early morning. Fascinating to me. The rest of our colors are many. In fact, there are many colors there that don't exist here because they're beyond the visible light spectrum. But that's, again, she says the colors are many, but predominantly like the colors of your rainbow. The rest of our colors are many, but okay i sorry i skipped a place the rest of our colors are many but predominantly like the colors of your rainbow in fact your rainbow colors are really the color spectrum of heaven what a beautiful thing to say our trees are varied like your trees are varied we do not have the variety of trees like you have but a lot more types of beautiful ones different different trees and in fact those trees are are much that are there are much more alive between you and me than our trees are they actually respond to us um, and caress us as we go by. She says, soft green, leafy colors in many shades. Think of the most beautiful summer day you have had, and multiply the colors at least 100 fold, and you can start to imagine the colors here. That is all perfectly true. No one could have written that who had not seen it. She was looking at it as she spoke. Back to our home. No, Wait, wait, let me just insert yeah. a of short paragraph. Back to our homes, our houses are constructed of what we individuals like, weathered wood in many colors, brick, stone, or any other material that we like. Inside, I have decorated my house just like the one I had with you. I may have mentioned this before. The pictures on the walls, the furniture, the carpeting. Although, <laughs> this is funny, I did redecorate the kitchen to look like some of the kitchens in your house and home magazines. We didn't remodel our kitchen. But... It was large, efficient, and it worked for me at the time. Enough for now. I just love it. She did want a better kitchen. How hysterical that is! That's so funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go. Ward. What were you going to say?
0: Well, I was going to say you know the, uh, the validations on this stuff. There, there's a book, a book that I read called "Testimony of Life" yes. uh, by uh, Helen Helen Greaves, yep. and uh, what it is is, is, is is a it's a, it's a Catholic nun that passed away and she had a good friend, uh, on earth there. And, uh, and so she started communicating this, this, she started communicating with her friend. And one of the things that she says early on in the book, I now live in a cottage of my own, a peaceful little place. And then further on, she says, I have a new home. And then Roberta, she goes ahead and starts discussing some of the things that, that Sue has talked, told me about it then. One other validation, there's a a another book called The World Unseen by uh one senior uh, Robert Hugh Benson who uh get yeah. passed away and uh and uh, you may be familiar with both of those books, but both of them both I've read several
1: books, times. Yep.
0: Yeah, both both those books are uh, are are saying the same thing and they're validating to be what Sue has has told me that you just that you had just described
1: sue's book is better than either of them in terms of what it tells us the detail because there's no medium in between and because there are no inhibiting beliefs in between and because she is really such a good reporter to be frank um your book is better than either of those i have to tell you quite frankly i'm anxious to see what else you get from her because you're still communicating with her right doing this
0: yeah, still communicating with her. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and one thing, uh, one thing I do want to mention a little bit about a couple of the signs that, uh, besides the conversation in my mind, she, as uh, she, as I mentioned, she said that she was going to show me some signs, and the flashing lights were uh, in, the, in the dining room that night. Uh, was one of the signs was actually the first sign, and then there's a couple other. What we we'll usually have Roberta is i sometimes I have would awakened in the middle of the night like two thirty in the middle of the night, fully awake, and once I actually saw her at the foot of the bed in 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 full color, yeah and and one while well, I'm trying to say the bedroom was advent was actually black at night and and yet she was she showed up for about three seconds in uh in full color at a much younger age. Uh she looked like she was about thirty or thirty five years old. Yeah. And it's my understanding that uh, from Sue and from these other books I read, that uh, that 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 they could go ahead and decide at what age they uh, they yes. want to
1: look like when, yep. when in the uh, in the uh, the world, you know? Yeah, she decided to be young and gorgeous. Well I'm gonna be too. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, it'll be nice, but no. Your books, your book is genuine. I have no doubt in my mind that that whatsoever that Sue is a very good reporter who recently died and is now helping you to understand what's true. And she seems to have a real desire to help other people too to get past their fear of death, which is wonderful of her.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's that's uh, one, of, one of the main reasons that she wanted me to. To, uh, take her conversations and put them in a book. And, uh, and, and is, is it, like I had mentioned earlier, to help other people is so good because a lot of people, they, 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 they were like me when, when, when they have a loved one that dies, uh, then they, they're just completely full of grief and they don't have any idea whatsoever that there's a complete, complete new life after, after our earthly death.
1: No, it's 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 really uh, that's what I'm trying to do is help people understand. Uh, death is really a, 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 an event of remarkable little import to the people who go through it. Um, they're glad to have gone through it, but it really is. You'd be surprised what a little deal it really is. One of the things Sue does is talk about a lot of the why and how of 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 life. She 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 understands really quickly that this is a process, that she's undergoing the process, and that it will be up to her how much time or how little time it takes. For example, here's a little short passage from her. Some of us are content to just live on the level that we have encountered upon arrival here, and if it is a pleasant life, why not? Others want to become closer to God, and many times they have to develop more love and can do that only through the environment of Earth. That's true. I am taking my new life in stride and do not know now what I want to do in my future. I know that I do want to wait here for you as you will come someday and then together we will determine what we want to do. I love you. (laughs) Sweet. This is so sweet. I love you. And as you know, our souls put us together as soulmates for eternity. This is what I want to do, and I assume you want us to remain together. I know you must miss me, but someday we will rejoin as a married couple. That's it for now. What a beautiful love note. I love that. I just love it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, You know, one of the the reasons that we're on earth, uh, what they call this earth school, one of the reasons we're on earth is is to learn unconditional love. And uh, and, and Sue and I... uh, had a wonderful marriage for 33 years, and, uh, and 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 there's there's another book out that said that another book out that says uh, there's a reason for everything. That there's just a reason for everything, and I think one of the one of the reasons uh, it's hard to believe, but I think one of the reasons that Sue developed the blood the uh, the blood clots and the brain tumor is that that I would take care of her. And, and, and all of a sudden, she realized over that six-month period after her operation that I would do anything and everything I had, had to do to take care of her. And she all of a sudden realized that, that, that I loved her unconditionally. And uh, I think one, one of the main reasons that she had that problem was the fact that I had the Lord unconditional love. She had the Lord unconditional love. And we both learned unconditional love through that uh, that situation.
1: Yeah, I, I did. She have a bad family life as a, as a child or something. She didn't. It was hard for her to believe she was loved. Something like that. I, I got all involved in the in the communication afterwards, but there was something about um, this was an important lesson for her to learn, and she did learn it.
0: Yeah, the the, the problem was that. When she was a little tiny, little tiny girl, little tiny tiny girl, she didn't think. There were several, several things that happened, and she, she didn't think that her mother really loved her. That maybe yeah. her mother wanted a boy, wanted a boy instead of a girl, and, and oh. so her, her mother, her mother, she didn't feel through her entire life, unfortunately, that her mother really did not, really did not love her, and uh, and so she was, she so so. She had to learn, Sue had to learn on this earth, while she was on this earth, unconditional love. And and I think that she learned unconditional love, like I say, through uh, through knowing that someone would take care of her in a, in, a, in a very extreme situation.
1: Oh, very beautiful. That is beautiful. I think that I actually have questions I'd like you to ask her, and I'll send you some. Uh, I'd like to elaborate as she's there, you know, more and longer. I'd like her to elaborate on some of what she tells us, because it's not common. Mikey Morgan is a is an honest reporter uh, who is genuinely on the sixth level, and he he tells us stuff about where he is. But I don't know of anyone else who's on the third level who's truly an honest reporter and really is communicating um, what, what's around her. I, I think that she's a treasure, and I would like to. To have her tell us more about what what she's doing, where she is, uh, and so on. But you and I will work on that. Maybe we can get can increase what uh, you're able to put into the next edition of your book, which I think would be fun.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, we'll be fun. Great.
1: Great. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So, uh, tell me a little bit about. Um, what you want people, what is she giving you a sense that she wants to do for, for the world or, or through these communications? Because let me just say parenthetically that someone like her doesn't have to do this. this. is She would not have been told, all right, you've got to fix the world, so you've got to communicate through Ward. But she is choosing this through her own, the goodness of her heart as a way to help the world. What do, you, what, what do you think she hopes, most hopes to do for the world? Is it just about teaching people that life is eternal? Is it more complicated? Is it about teaching people that there is truly unconditional love? What do you think is in her mind as she does this?
0: Well, okay, two things. One, one uh, she, wants, she wants people to realize that there is a, a completely new life after death. After, after earthly death, It's a completely new life. And, and and people in order for people not to have this terrible grief and desolation that I had, uh, number one, she wants to make sure that people realize that there's a continued life on, and secondly, uh, she wants people to realize that the one of the main reasons that we're on earth is to uh to develop unconditional love. And God God is a you know, what do you call God or the or Higher intelligence, or whatever name you want to put on to to whomever <laughs> created yes. uh, this universe, this universe, she wants everybody to understand that the reason we're put on Earth is to is is our soul wants us to, 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 to develop unconditional love, and 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 uh, because there's so much hate uh, in the world today, and there's, there's not as much love as there should be, so right. one of one of the one of her priorities is to it's to help, help help people realize that, that, that we're really on, on earth to learn, to learn to love one another, just like the golden rule says.
1: What Ward, what surprised you most about the stuff she's told you about where she is now and what it's like there? Have there been big surprises to you? Well, of course,
0: everything every <laughs> is a surprise. <laughs> right, right. The, the, right. Fact that she, the, fact that, the fact that she's still alive. Uh, and, and, and her personality uh, and the fact that There's no death. Is is number one. In the, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's just mind boggling to be what's <laughs> happened in the last three years. The time that she's passed on. To, to, yeah. Some of the things that in these books that she's told me uh, are are just unbelievable. That I had never, like I say before, I had never ever ever, but it's possible. In my mind been able to think and, and, and understand what she's now telling me uh, about about all kinds of different things, uh, different different subjects you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was interested in a few things with what she had to say about uh, alien beings, which we know are abundant. And but she she knows that they 're part of the same consciousness we are that 's the thing that really gets me. She has a lot of understanding of, of that that she 's obviously a lot more thoughtful and i 'll bet she asks a lot of questions to try to get a better understanding, but she doesn 't claim to know what god is she doesn't claim to know things that are above her developmental level now which is i think very impressive i the first person communicating from the third level who has been like that that i have ever heard of so uh again kudos to her we're going to see what more she can tell us you and i but now uh, we're coming to the end of our time um are you willing to hear from people do you do you want do you want us to give out your contact information or just signs from Sue, signs plural from Sue.com is your website. We'll put that in the materials. What about
0: your address? What I would like to do, I've heard now that that these books have been published, and of course the first book has been out for about three years. The second book has been out for two years. And the third book was just published this spring. And, uh, And then the compilation that was just published a couple of months ago, But I've had all kinds of people, uh, even from England and around the world, contact me and tell me their stories. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm very seriously thinking about uh, publishing another book with the stories. (laughs) The stories,
1: yes, yes.
0: So, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I would love to have people contact me. And I would prefer they would contact me uh, by, uh, by my own personal email, if that's all right.
1: Okay, sure. We'll be happy to give everyone that. Um, But yeah, I I spend a good part of every day just talking to people um, by email, usually, sometimes by phone. Um, you're, You're right. Everyone has stories. And you know, this is happening more and more now. I've been doing this work for 10 years. In the beginning, when I would speak before groups, I would feel I was speaking a foreign language. Everyone was looking at me blankly. But within a few years... Uh, it, it the, the awareness of what is really going on hit more and more and more people. And suddenly I'd be looking out at people smiling and nodding. And it didn't take that long. It was like by, by 2012, 2014, it was already such a difference. So what's what you're going to have is going to be so much fun because you're going to be able to have so many people that need to hear what you can tell and they already know a lot so it's like a love fest when people get together who already have done a lot of study um, It's your, you have so much so much joy ahead she's giving you such a gift so thank you so much consider yourself hugged and um, we'll be in touch
0: you know, what I would like to do could I give out my email or would you prefer I did not do that
1: Oh no we can do that go ahead go ahead say it well, well it's,
0: it's uh, my my it's my first initial w then my name barkfer b a r c a f e r w barkefer at a o l dot com. w Barkerfer at a o l dot com and i respect everybody's stories and if, and if i do publish a, a book about people's stories i obviously will 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 chase the names uh so anyway, yeah, I'd love to hear
1: from anybody I could, yeah. Um, it's going to be in, in if you're driving, it's going to be in the notes, so you won't have to r- drive off the road to, to write it down. But, um, yeah, this is, this is so great. Consider yourself hugged. And meanwhile, everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm really glad you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get that, It changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, we'll be talking with Paula Lenz, who will be with us for the second time. Paula's life was changed forever when her brother, Don, died in an auto accident in 1983, and she had what amounted to a shared death experience with him. She was with us two years ago to discuss her book about her ongoing relationship with Don called Driving Into Infinity, Living With My Brother's Spirit. There's another person who's communicating all the time, right through the veil. Dawn has inspired her, Paula to become a much more spiritual being. And now next week, she'll be here again to share some of sort of an update on some of the things that have happened in her life since we last talked. Among other things, she's going to be sharing with us um, something that she has developed called melded to spirit technique or MIST. I'm looking forward myself to hearing about that. Paula Lenz is a lovely being in every way. You're going to really enjoy getting to know her better, so please be sure to join us next week. And, of course, this week we've been talking with Ward Barkerfer. Ward was not an afterlife expert until his wife Sue transitioned and made him one. He's a sales executive and entrepreneur. He was married to, for 33 years to a woman who I think is, is gifted at what she has chosen to do and is going to be a real asset to the world. In point of fact, I think there are going to be more and more stories like theirs. I think this is the first of many cases in which people have made it their, their gift to the world to try to help us all understand there's absolutely nothing to fear. Love never ends. Sue has told Ward that she wants him to spread that, the truth as broadly as he can, and I'm thrilled, frankly, to have the opportunity to help them do that for you because th- what they are doing is genuine. Their book is called Conversations from Heaven by Ward Edward Barker, Jr. It's, it's very brief. You can read it in one sitting, and, but it packs a powerful punch of such wonderful, positive news that I really recommend that everyone read it. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, my Thomas, the fun of dying, the fun of staying in touch, the fun of growing forever, the fun of living together, and soon the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. For young children, we have the fun of meeting Jesus, and we'll soon have a second children's book, too. When I get around to writing it, there are illustrations. I just, I never can find the time. If you want to talk about any of my books or if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me, you know, through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. It can take me days sometimes because I spend a good part of each day answering emails, but I do answer every email. So make sure, please, that you give me your correct email address. Past past episodes of Seek Reality going back to 2013 are available in a lot of places. Our home is webtalkradio.net but if they're available in a lot of other places too and if you just want to get what's what's the latest you can always go to uh the iTunes store and for free get the uh Seek Reality app and that you will get the new episode each week my dear friends my whole purpose in doing this is to help you get in just a few years' time all the information. It has taken me 50 years to assemble. I did it the hard way, so you don't have to do it the hard way. It can take you probably a year and a half at most, if you want to give devote some time to it, to develop as much knowledge and understanding as I have now. This is all real. It's all true. It's beyond belief wonderful. And it's available, easily available to you now. As the, as the veil thins, you can more and more be knowing and loving and believing what's true so i'm excited for you that you have this opportunity which frankly i didn't have no one in any prior generation ever has had meanwhile this has been seek reality with roberta grimes please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality knowing that you are a powerful eternal being and you most of all you are infinitely loved
0: You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.